What's up, everybody? Before we dive into today's episode, I have a quick thing I want to share with you. I think I mentioned it later in this episode, but I have started working with the Keto Road True Nutrition Coaching as a one-on-one holistic ketogenic nutrition coach. I can work with you to help put together your macros, how you should be eating, work with you on mindset, action planning. The program includes coaching calls, daily check-ins, and exclusive access. So if this is something you're interested in, go check it out at theketoroad.com. And now, on to the show. Hey there, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gormy, and I'm glad to have you here with us today as I am finally getting to connect. I feel like I've said this a lot lately because we've been having tech issues, but I'm finally, this is someone who I think we scheduled probably close to 15 to 45 times to make this happen, and we're finally making it happen today. And that gentleman is is Teddy Aguirre. Teddy, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing today, Gorby? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm just glad that we're finally talking live, man. I'm I'm glad that we're finally talking. So <laughs> let's yeah. let's not tempt the fates, and and let's get right to it, man. With that first question, as always, tell us, Teddy, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Well, Gormy, I got 675 reasons why I should have been on it. <laughs> um, literally, you know, each and every pound counts, man. And it, I'm not going to lie, I literally started from when I was young. Um, you know, being a Hispanic kid with a grandmother who would always take care of me, she couldn't make a lot of food, you know, especially things that required a lot amount of time. So the first thing, you know, for any of my Hispanic community to go to would be uh, like the maruchan, the um, the ramen noodles, the pack. Quick, quick, easy, painful. Uh, literally got to, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you ever had those before, the packet one. So, I mean, I was probably at around three packets a bowl yeah and i would uh I would drain out all the water and then just eat the noodle so it maybe got to six packets uh a day that's how bad it was um that basically is where my weight started i just kept gaining weight kept getting weight you know when my family my parents, I don't want to say they picked on me, but they, were you ever told as a kid, don't eat that or that's, that's not good for you, you know, especially when you're just trying to enjoy yourself and eating? Yeah, so it got to the point where I would sneak food just to enjoy it without anybody telling me anything. It got even worse as I got older because... I was finally able to go out on my own and I definitely didn't have anybody telling me. So two pizzas, I mean, Little Caesars was like the cheapest thing. I remember one time going, I probably had pizza for a whole week. I mean, $5 pizzas for a whole week, maybe two, two boxes a day. I mean, obviously, you know, we we talked for a while, and everybody saw where I was at, seven hundred pounds. That that's not easy to that's not easy to just you know add up in a year. That takes countless years of irresponsibility and just losing any or all self respect for myself. And and how how conscious of you were you during your weight as it grew man was it something that you were getting on the scale or you were avoiding like what what was that time like i avoided it you know if if any i mean the the first time i probably got on a scale this was probably about five six years ago and there wasn't a scale i didn't know anybody at the time i literally went to PetSmart and got on their dog scale 
uh, for me, for, for a guy who can't even weigh himself properly, having to go to somewhere where they weigh animals, like, it was very embarrassing. I, I, I'm not going to lie, I cried after that. And was that, and, and was that when you saw your heaviest weight, or was that before then, like? Honestly, that, that was probably when I saw my heaviest weight. I, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad, yeah. And what do you think, I mean, because we all develop, you know, different challenging relationships with food. Like, Teddy, what what do you think drove your relationship with food and the and the weight you were gaining? Like, have you thought about where you think that it, it actually kind of came from? Uh, honestly, it was just from every, it, it was from everybody telling me, no, I shouldn't. You know, like I said, I would literally hide from, you know, my parents. I would hide from my my wife when we first started dating. You know, I would eat dinner with her. And then as soon as she left, probably a couple hours later, I would, you know, I was living on my own and she was still living with her parents. So it's like I would hide my late night binges from her just because she was trying to help me lose weight. You know, and she would she would constantly tell me, oh, hey, you know, maybe you should be eating that. And honestly, in my head, in the back of my head, I just got those flashbacks when my parents would tell me or my aunts, you know, whenever, you know, we'd have get togethers and I was just trying to enjoy eating. And yeah, you know, that's the first thing I hear in my head. Oh, you probably should be eating that. Like, Which I, th I think makes sense, like to hear you talk about you know, it coming from like almost a rebellious or an angry place because I can relate to that. Like it for me in a lot of ways, it was my family's intense desire to control what I was eating that drove my eating even more out of control. Like it was almost like that was my way of, you know, thumbing my nose at them and reacting to all the different things that were happening in my family and basically saying, you know, you're not even really paying attention to what I'm doing so I can do whatever I want. Exactly. And it just, and the worst part about it is even afterwards when, you know, you're done eating, when you're full and everything, you ever just sit back and tell yourself, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I could have used, for me, it was, I could have used that money for something better. I could have wasted that $20, $30 I just had, and I could have paid a bill. I could have, uh, put that money aside. I could I literally. I, I'm. If I really count all the hidden food that I bought, that I've uh, bought and hid from my family, I probably could have had a paid off car by now. Mm. Yeah. Which I think makes sense, man. Like, so take us into it because, like, a lot of people listening, and and I've had several guys on the show whose weight you know approached or or passed six hundred pounds, like. You were well over 600 pounds. What was life like at that size? Like, take people into that. So the first thing I would wake up to was pain. Pain in my legs, pain in my back. Literally, my door from my bed is probably less than five feet. And I had to hold on to something just to make it to three feet to finally get to my door. My back was slightly bent, so I don't know if you've ever seen, you know, those old man arches where, you know, they're like walking with the canes or their walkers and their backs are, yeah, they're, they're humped over a little bit. That's where I was starting to really feel it. I was feeling that hump, that little arch, because I couldn't stand up straight. My, I was so heavy, my legs would literally give out every... 10 to 15 minutes if I stayed up that long if, without any support. I I couldn't literally, I, I literally couldn't hold myself up for more than 30 seconds without any support, period. I always had to find somewhere to sit, whether it was on a couch, whether it was on a chair. I just, yeah, you know, it, it just, it wasn't a fun time for me. I'll tell you that right now, man. Understood, man. And, and I think it's, it's, you know, and I, and I don't mean to kind of like force you down memory lane with all of this, because I also know it was very recent for you. But 
I, I think it's important for people to understand like the impact of, of what, you know, that kind of weight does to, you know, to, to your life. Like, were you getting out much at that size? Were you more like bound to your house? Like what was, what was your daily life like? Were you working, not working? Like how had it really impacted you? I was a hermit. <laughs> mm. I literally hid in my uh, apartment when I was on my own. You know, when I was dating my wife before we got married, my life was not easy. You know, um, my parents divorced when I was 13. I went to military school where I did change my life a little bit, and I was down a significant amount of weight. You know, that was my first body transformation. You know, I lost almost 100 pounds during a six-month period, and I felt amazing, and I felt focused, but I turned 18 at the time, and that's when I really experimented with everything. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm pretty sure for everybody, when you turn 18, you experience that I'm an adult now phase. So, I mean, I experienced alcohol, I experienced some uh, drugs, but, I mean, nothing hard or anything, but... I just basically told the world the big F you and did whatever I want. I definitely gained all the weight back plus extra. Sorry. I just, uh, it really hits a hard spot for me when I talk about this. Man. I'm not going to lie. I understand, man. I, I, because it's not just like, what I, what I, I think is it like what I think we should talk about, like, it's not like we're talking. This was all 20, 30 years ago, and you've been on this, you know, 15 year journey, you know, to from that point where, where you saw your heaviest weight. This was all it's all still, you know, new, you know, relatively new and raw for you. So, I, you know, I don't feel bad about that, man. Like you're yeah. literally kind of in in the thick of it, for lack of a better term, like getting your, getting your journey started and, and doing the work you need to do. Like you, one of the things you talked about, you know, maybe we can talk about this, like was, you know, you started dating your then girlfriend, now wife, and she was trying to help. And you were still kind of trapped in those patterns that have been existing your whole life. Like what, what brought you eventually to the point that you were willing to start doing some work and start to make some change? Well, first of all, it was hell for her because I fought her on every little single change that I wanted to make. It was... It was, uh, you know, when I tell her one thing and I show her another, that was probably our, that was our biggest, our biggest downfall to the start of our relationship. And I got out of a relationship a year and a half before that, which was like almost four years. And I literally had no self-worth. I felt like I was worthless. You know, I just, I didn't think I was good enough for her. And every time I felt I couldn't do anything, you know, with her, just, it literally got to the point where I told her, maybe you shouldn't be with me. Maybe you should be happy with somebody who could do all these things because we could barely go out as it is. You know, a, a, a regular date for us would either be at my place or her place watching TV because I was just so scared of being in pain in front of her, you know, what kind of man wants to show you know, th that he could barely hold himself up in front of somebody he wants to dedicate his life to? You know, I wanted, I wanted to marry her. I just didn't feel like I was good enough for her because it, you know, comes a point in time where if something happens, could I defend her? You know, could I provide for her? 
you know, can I have kids with her? That that was a big thing for me, you know. Have you know, it, it still is just because you know all all the weight that I need to lose, you know, and just uh, I'm not gonna lie. Recently, I I think it was like two months ago, my second month into my journey, I stopped at a gas station near her house. And I made a live video with her, and I told her, this is where I would sit and eat food before I would either go to your house or leave your house. And I would throw the trash right here. I would discard any evidence, and I thought it was going to go one way, <laughs> but she actually got pretty mad at me because she didn't know this was going on, and I never told her. But I just couldn't lie to her anymore, you know. For sure, man, and and I think it it illustrates, you know, relationships aren't one sided, you know. As you you as much as you wanted, you know, want us to provide for her and be there for her, you know, she's on the other side of that, you know, falling in love with you wanting you to be around and to be a part of her life and to be, you know, an active part of her life. And so I can understand, you know, her hearing that and almost, you know, being blindsided because in her head, you know, it was going a different way. So I, I, I know that had to have been hard for you to hear, you know, that from her and just as hard as it was for her to hear that from you. It was, man, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It just, you know, she just, she changed my world, you know. Um, I have uh, lymphedema. So it, it was actually, a, you know, real bad cellulitis before then. I probably went to the emergency room 15, 20 times in the past two, three years. And... One time it got so bad to where like my legs, it was like fish scales. It was oily. I guess the limp fluid was leaking out of my leg from constant areas. And my leg got to the point where there were giant cracks. And I didn't go to the hospital just because I feared so much of what would happen if I went. She would come from work after an eight-hour shift every single day, and she would clean off my leg, wipe it down, and wrap it up for me every single day for two months straight. No amount of blood would ever, you know, make her think, twice about just leaving me. She she never thought once that oh I can't be with this guy. I think that's honestly where I, I told myself when this heals up I'm going to marry her. And on the third month it started leaking less the color started coming back my leg was drying up draining and i finally saw hope you know um i know a lot of people on instagram who have lymphedema and you know we all say the same thing you know it's It'll get better with the more weight we lose, you know. I, uh, honestly, you know, during that time, I, I told myself, I'm going to marry this woman. <laughs> nothing, nothing could stop her from helping me. You know, I just, I knew that was it. Well, there's definitely something powerful there. And I, to kind of side note to this, like, in case there's anyone listening who isn't really sure what lymphedema is, can you explain that a little bit? 
All right, um, so you're asking me what is lymphedema, right? So lymphedema, basically, it's like, I guess it's a, it's a blockage of fluids in your body. I guess they circulate throughout your whole body, and they also take out, like, your toxins, the bad liquids in you, and they can expel with your urine um, when you, you know, urinate, of course. Um, but sometimes those, uh, the, I guess the lymph nodes are the, they can get blocked at times and it disrupts the flow and it can actually find, it, it looks for the nearest ways to come out. So, I mean, your pores, your pores being one of them, it will start building up in there, swelling your legs and it starts leaking from cuts, pores, anything, you know, that it can find its way out of. And yeah, it pretty much destroys the circulation within your, you know, your body, your legs. And it's, it's pretty painful when it gets, when it gets, um, when it gets bad because it messes with your immune system, you know? So, um, it's actually, the funny thing is ever since COVID, it actually has the same sort of symptom response. Uh, I get fevers, body chills, body aches, but yeah, you don't, obviously you don't have it, but you get the exact same thing. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. And when did that become like a, something that you, that you started to develop? I know. And, and I know it usually is accompanied by swelling of the limbs. Uh, when did that start to become like a an actual impediment for you in your life? So before that, um, I would get cellulitis a lot, and that's actually inflammation of the skin. So that probably started happening probably about three or four years ago. You know, when my weight really started taking a drastic change. A lot of it has to do with their hygiene and. I mean, I don't know how it was for you, Gormy, because I know you were used to be a big dude as well. But sometimes for us, without any help, we can't reach the lower extremities, you know, our legs, uh, feet. You know, I couldn't bend um, at all. So, you know, I would miss cleaning, you know, showering with, you know, some areas and I didn't lotion up. So my feet would get cracked. Um, stuff would get in there and bam, bacteria. Yeah. Which I like to like, I can definitely relate to like when I was at my biggest, like, I don't think people realize like when you get, I mean, obviously I was, I wasn't even as large as you were, but at over, you know, well over 500 pounds, it becomes, it's not even like I I think people make assumptions about people that are that big, like just being lazy when it comes to hygiene and things along those lines. And I don't think they realize that you're, you're in a world where there's not a lot of help, you know, to make, you know, to make basic hygiene possible, like to make, you know, whether it's reaching areas or cleaning areas or getting everything properly dry, you know, just as important to wash as it is to properly dry. And like you were saying, lotion and, you know, you start to deal with with problems that you just don't expect showing up. You know, I had some very serious uh, different types of infections, you know, that caused some severe problems that were all due to, you know, I mean, I had I even had like chronic almost like yeast infections in areas like the these are things that, you know, the, when when there's a kind of a an unreached kind of dark crevice on the body that, you know, is warm and can be moist, like. That's that's prime time for bacteria and prime time for infection. Oh yeah, you know, it just I, I I'm pretty sure you've seen that my 600 pounds so show. So just to see, you know, some of the people on there, you know, the bed sores, the holes in places where they couldn't reach, it was just I'm not gonna lie, I I can honestly say I'm blessed to not be in that state, you know, to so for a person to be almost 700 pounds, you know, I can say I live that. But to see other people who were weighed less than me and just to see how bedridden they were and, 
just how much help they needed. I mean, Gormy, we we made it, man. You know, I, I, I can honestly say, holy crap, we made it. You know, we were able to move, we're able to stand, we're able to wash ourselves properly. You know, we can start enjoying life and I just, I, I don't know how, how I did it, but almost a hundred pounds down, man, we're, we're, we're getting there, you know? Right. And that's really kind of where I, I want to take it. Cause I know I, it can be hard to kind of just dwell on the dark places. And, and I, and I think it's clear the number, the challenges you went through growing up and, you know, just being on your own and, and dealing with food and, and things along those lines. And then going through what you went through with your girlfriend, now wife, like what was the turning point for you, man? Like take us through what, what changed for Teddy that actually put you on the, the right path. Um, well, I went, I went to the doctors one time. This was probably about five months before I even proposed. But I had another leg infection, and normally I would just go to the doctor, and they would prescribe some kind of antibiotic. And this is definitely when I was at my heaviest. I think this was probably within that six seventy five. I was probably I was definitely somewhere right there. So I was a I was a smoker. You know doctor came into the room he closed the door and he told myself the way and, and these are ex his exact words which will never ever leave my memory said the way you're going right now you will have less than five years to live five years for me i want i wanted to marry this woman and if I did, I have somebody here telling me that I would only give her five years, if anything, maybe less. You know, nobody ever expects death. You know, heart attack. Nobody expects a heart attack. Nobody expects a stroke. I mean, you can go for many, any little type of reason. But when you're barely just starting to try and enjoy your life and know that you finally found somebody who you could spend it with just to be cut down for five years, that's where I knew I had to make my change. You know, we, I, um, I proposed to her within like another seven months. We ended up getting married last November. And January, we kind of started doing this whole little change, but I didn't really commit to it. Um, you know, I, as soon as I saw that, oh, well, you know what? I'm having a bad day. My leg's really hurting. You know what? Let's just go get something to eat. Let's go to Wendy's. Let's go to McDonald's. You know, it was just, it was going back. It, I was finding those little loopholes just to get out of it, you know? just to experience what I used to experience, which was biting into a nice greasy burger would take away the pain just for a brief second. But I knew I couldn't do that for long because in the back of my head, that doctor was still talking to me five years, five years. So, um, in case yeah. a question, cause I think this is something that people are probably thinking about. Uh, and it's always something yeah, I'm sure, curious sure. about when I talk to people Absolutely. about kind of the the moments like you hear the doctor telling you you have five years and that still wasn't enough to, to make you walk out of that doctor's office that day and change yeah, everything. that day. So so what do you think? What and I because I think the easy question is why you didn't change, which I think there's an easy answer to that. Like. I think we can talk about, you know, food relationship and all those things. But like, what do you think it was about use the way you used, you know, like you were saying, you used food to handle good times and bad times and all of that. What do you think it was 
that was holding you back from making that change? The thing that was holding me back the most was just my mind. If I could be honest with you, it was just my mentality. You know, any little progress I made, it seemed my leg would affect it, and I would just go back to my old ways of thinking I was useless, and I needed to find a way to cope. That was, you know, the first and foremost. So my mind was my biggest battle. I would always be in fear. I would always just allow my mind to get the better of me. And in March, I finally told myself enough is enough. So that's March of this yeah, year. March of this year. To, to bring everyone yes, up to date. March of this year was when something clicked and I told myself no more fear, no more listening to myself. I'm going to stick to something and into the fourth month now, we're here. And do you have any insight? Like, I'm just wondering, because I know there's someone out there listening who has tried and failed and tried and failed, you know, and been on that roller coaster or been trapped in that place of wanting to start and not being able to start. Do you have any insight yet, Teddy? And it's okay. Honestly, it's okay if you don't, because I think it's something that comes with time as well. But what was different in March that allowed you to get started? I finally stopped. Uh, can I cuss? Sorry. Oh, yeah. So uh, I no, finally okay. stopped bullshitting myself. Mm. You know, my like I said, my mind, it, literally, your mind is the biggest, your biggest enemy. And I was just tired of myself. I was tired of making the excuses. You know, I just, on March, I told myself, you know what? If it hurts, I'm going to fucking let it hurt. I'm going to let it hurt and it's, and I'm going to keep going. You know, if I'm out of breath by the time I get to the door, okay, I'm out of breath and I'm going to still keep going. No more soda. You know what? I'm cutting back. Okay. No more, no more soda. Just my mind kept trying to make those little loopholes, trying to go back to the old me. And I wasn't letting it this time. I just kept moving forward. I wanted to stop at McDonald's so many times. I wanted to tell my wife, hey, let's just eat out. And no, no, no more. Fine, let's find something in the fridge. Let's let's eat healthier. No, you know, no more, no more taking crap for myself, you know. And so what did you what were the changes you made then, man? Like how what how what are the changes you've made over these past four months, like to your behavior? So my biggest changes were just cutting out all almost all uh, soda. That was a big <laughs> that was a big one for me. Uh, just food. Um, I took out everything of my fridge, what I felt. I didn't need it anymore. Soda was one. Snacks, um, just like literally just Doritos. Any anything that I could find that I knew was going to try and give me a loophole, I took it out. Um, I I started off with soda. I would drink. Mm, that's a big yeah, one for people. Yeah, I I loved my Pepsi with Cheetos puffs, man. I loved them. <laughs> Um, you know, I cut out the soda and whenever I would get hungry, I would drink enough water to where I felt full. I took out everything of my fridge that I felt was n not, you know, what I needed in my life. And I threw it away regardless. I probably that, that first day I probably threw out $120 worth of food. I actually didn't throw it away. I gave it to my sisters, but you know, I, I just, I didn't need it. Um, the month before that I was seeing a nutritionist and she recommended a bunch of different food items. So like chicken and, um, 
beefs, uh, different veggies that I can try. And I made a list, and we went that, that week before I started, and we bought everything. And we just started off of that, basically, just making a daily plan of what we're going to eat. Of Okay, this is what we're going to eat, this is what we're going to drink, and that's going to be that. I think that's amazing, man. And and one of the other things, like you, you've painted a, a really great picture for us about what it was like to live in a six hundred and seventy-five pound body. You you've also started moving your body. You also started incorporating activity. Like how how did that happen? So a good friend of mine, Chaz, he he was the one that kind of inspired me just to make small steps, you know, but just do constant small steps. So getting up off my bed basically just sitting on the bed and standing up sitting on the bed standing up going to the grocery market before i had a fear that i couldn't you know go and i would just feel like i would be out of breath but the grocery cart really helped out and then not only that just you know regardless i'd sweat and people would see that but I didn't care anymore. I was just going to work through with it. Things that my wife would usually do, have to do for me, uh, feed our dogs, um, take the clothes to the laundry, not the laundromat, the, our laundry room. Little things that I would normally not do for myself, I started doing them. And the more I moved, the more I lost, and the more I stopped hurting, you know? It was just small steps every single time. I would just be moving a little more, more constantly. And, you know, those little steps each and every day add up. And you just want to push yourself a little bit more each and every single time. Um, one thing I kept in my heart now is I know you're friends with Poro. Alejandro is your boy. <laughs> His, uh, the whole 1%. You know, 1%, you know, try and do 1% better than you did the day before. Um, I remember hearing that when probably about two months into my journey, and that's where it really took off. You know, a lot more movement than I did before. And, I mean, little by little, you just see the pounds coming off. You know, you just, it was just amazing, man. And now you're almost 100 pounds down, right? Almost 100 pounds down, man. 77.6 of, as of last month. And I believe I weigh myself in 17 days. Yep. And you keep a good countdown for people to know when your weigh-ins are coming. I like that. I try. I, you know? Yes. Yeah. I have a calendar here, and then on Instagram, I post most of the time in my stories. I have my little countdown calendar right there, my clock. So, Which I think the first time we were going to record, it might have been like a day or two before you were going to weigh in or a day or two after. And I was kind yeah. of excited about the timing. And then I, I checked in for today, and I'm like, oh, we're like halfway through the month. We're not even anywhere near it. <laughs> right. One of the things I, I think is really powerful, like you, you do share your journey on Instagram, you know, and you on Facebook and, and you're, you're letting people know, you know, cause like one of the things that I pride myself on is like all throughout my journey, I would say things are going really good or things are going bad, or this is where my head's at, or this is the challenges I'm facing this week. And I think you do a great job at letting people in to what you're going through. Like, I just even think about like, you know, it's, it's obviously not going to be the exact date in relation to when people hear this episode. But, you know, you posted a video yesterday talking about some how, you know, as much as you have, you know, your physical goals for the day, there are some times where your body is just, it, it's just still going to push back really hard. So, you know, your legs are saying, you know, you might want to move, but we're not going to move for you today. And I, I think that's, that's the reality. Like, I don't think people get like, you know, I, there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, that person wouldn't be so big if they would just eat less and move more. And here we're hearing the fire inside of you for making change and seeing how excited, you know, and 
proud you are because you should be of the work that you're doing and the changes that you've made already. But there's still those times where your body is like, uh, uh-uh, that ain't going to happen today. Like, how do you, how do you mentally handle those moments, man? Luckily, I have a big support system, especially on Instagram, that reminds me that it's not a freaking race. You know, um, just the amount of love and support that everybody shows on all the social platforms definitely helps. You know, like you said, it's for me, it's for me, it's just an everyday thing. If I can't do it today, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I have to remind myself constantly, constantly. Okay. You know what? My heart is ready to go. You know, my mind is ready to, you know, take on the next challenge, but my body is not yet. Yet. Keep that in mind. And, you know, I just, I, I just want to continue to push forward, but I know that I still have a long way to go and it's, it's a process. It really is. It certainly is, man. And that's the other side of this. Like, it's not like you're trying to lose 40 pounds. It's not like you're trying to lose a hundred pounds. It's not even like you're trying to lose 200 pounds. Like you put it out there that you're on a journey to do the work to lose 400 pounds. Yeah. That's yeah, 400 pounds. You know, it seems like a big number. It really does, but I'm almost a hundred pounds down. I'm almost a third of the way there. I mean, how many people can say that to themselves and not want to continue pushing forward, you know? I think that's a great perspective. And so, so let's, let's project out a little bit and talk about that. Talk about what your goals are and, and what you want to see happen in your life. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, my ultimate goal and it might change within time, but my u- ultimate goal is to be at 275. I feel, I mean, I'm six foot and I think the last time I was at that weight, I was probably fresh out of the military school and I felt amazing. But, you know, ultimately that is my goal for my weight side. I don't really have any, I I mean, I don't want to say I don't have any other goals, but I just, I can't be realistic until I start knowing what's in my future, you know? I've opened one door that can lead to a thousand more. So I, yeah, I opened one door and behind that door is a thousand other doors. And I don't know what's in store for me yet. I just know one, my, my, my biggest thing right now is 275. Um, my closer current goal is when I hit 500 pounds, I'm actually going to start looking for a bike. I have not ridden a bike in 15, 16 years. I'm like really excited because I'm in the fives already. So it just want it just makes me want to like, okay, I have to start looking for a bike now because this is insane, you know? Right. You're getting there. So you, you, you got to get ready for it. And, and there are probably people listening who don't realize there are bikes for people that weigh 500, 400 pounds. Like they, they exist, you know, and I know several people that use them. Like, I think that's an awesome goal, man, to to make that happen and and get yourself back there. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I actually had a question for you, Gormy, if you don't mind me asking. Sure, definitely. So I always wanted to ask you this, you know, and I wanted to ask a couple other people this. What I mean, and I hope I don't hit any, you know, uh emotional buttons or anything like that but for us you know being the weight we were at and what to where we're at now how do you feel knowing that we probably spent almost half of our life 
I don't want to say wasted, but experienced experiencing one body and finally getting to enjoy the life we always wanted. How does that feel? Well, I think the big thing is that I, I think naturally we all go through this and I know I did where the first thing you start to feel is regret. Like when you start to real, especially, and it's almost, it's almost ironic that I don't think the regret really ramps up until you start to see that change is really possible. Like, you know, why would you regret, why would I regret 40 years living super morbidly obese if all I thought was I had just a few more years left living at that size? Like, it's too late for regret at that point. But when I start to see that I could make real change and make real lasting change is when your head starts to go to that place of, well, why didn't I do this before? You know, why wasn't I strong enough to make change before? Why did I let it get to the point that it did? Why did I lose all that weight and put that weight back on and let that happen? Why did I allow all, like, and it's so easy <clears throat> to let that regret snowball and, <clears throat> excuse me, I need some water. Um, let it bury you. Like, it's so easy to get trapped under that regret. And so I think that the biggest thing that I realized was, you know, and, and for me, this came really from diving into like reading Stoic philosophy and, and reading and, you know, reading into this idea that I can only control what I can control. What, what has happened to me has happened already. The choices I've made have already been made. You know, I can't go back and change them. I can't like when you, when you talked about, you know, if you had taken all the money that you spent on food, you could have a paid off car. Like I'm sitting here at 47 thinking if I had not done what I did with food, I could have a car, a house and a family like there's there's all these things. And it's easy to get trapped in that regret. So what you it, so it's almost like just as just as you fight to lose the weight, you have to fight to get out from under that mountain that builds up really easily. And so for me now, instead of of looking back and regretting the time that I really wasted, I look forward to the time that I've earned, you know, the time that I'm going to get, the, what I can do now and what I, you know, what I'm allowing myself and, and the choices I make every day that bring me closer to being able to do it again and do it again. And like you, you, you said something, man, you said, you know, if, if you have one of those days where your body tells you that, okay, we're not working out today, you know, we're not responding, you know, you put your legs up and, and, you need to do that just just to get through the day, but you realize there's tomorrow. And I think the important thing there is you realize that there's tomorrow because I know you can probably relate to, you know, I used to not really worry about another day coming. I didn't worry about if there was going to be another day because I knew my days were, were limited. So why even count the ones that were coming? Because I couldn't count on them being there. But now I know that as long as I control the things that are within my control, I'm going to have more days. And could I still get hit by a bus? You know, when I go outside right after we're done talking, of course, I don't know why there would be a bus in the, the parking lot of my building. Cause that's probably about as far as I'll go, but Hey, you never know. You never know when that, you know, the helicopter is going to crash randomly or something like that. But I, I think it's, you get past that regret and instead you start to get excited about what what is still yet to come. So like you were saying, you know, you open one door and now there's a thousand more doors and you don't know what's behind it. You start going through more and more doors and you realize that then there's another one and then there's another one and then there's another one. And it becomes this chain reaction that continues to keep you motivated. And, and I would say for me, like that really is what it's like. Like I don't, do I have my moments of regret? I still do. There are times where I look at things and I'm like, I, oh, I, you know, I wish I had taken that opportunity years ago. I wish I had done X, Y, and Z. But then I also look at if I hadn't made all the choices I made up to today, I wouldn't be the person that I am. I wouldn't be talking to you. You know, we would not have ever connected. I would have never connected with Poro. I would have never connected with, with Joel and John and uh, Miles and, and the other John and like all these other people that have truly changed my life if I, my life hadn't been the life that it was. So it's, it's almost like in one of those movies where someone travels through time and makes a change and then, and then things get worse because you never know, like you can't spend all of our time wondering about what ifs because there's no way to make a what if happen. 
like there's no way to to visit an alternate reality or an alternate possibility. All we have is the time that we we lay out in front of us. And I really think for those of us that have dealt with the struggles of being super morbidly obese and are coming out of that place, we earn every moment that we get. We and we need to be proud of every moment that we get and excited that every day we earn more. Absolutely, man. I mean, you said it best. I literally, my biggest thing was, like you said, you know, I don't feel like I wasted my life at all because with everything that I know now and I'm learning, I can actually pass that on to other people. You know, we've lived through it and we can help somebody else who is going through it. You know, that's, I, I think that's why I started documenting my, you know, ever since day one, you know, not only is it double accountable for me, but it shows others, hey, if I can do it, you can do it too, you know, even with 700 pounds and lymphedema and, uh, you know, mental battles, it can be done. It's, it just takes time. And you got to really, really want it. I definitely agree, man. And I think that you do. And so I think this is a good time for me to ask if there's anyone out there listening who wants to get on board with your journey and to see where you've come from and where you're going and what you're doing every day, how do they find you, man? So I basically post my daily videos on instagram of course uh just time for change underscore teddy and i literally post every day on there and i'm gonna start posting a little bit more i got some stuff that i'm working on and on facebook just look up stuff cross live it's just more motivation for anybody who's looking for it who needs it and that's how you can find me that's awesome, man. And I'll make sure that links to all that information is in the show notes. Before we get to the to the Fat Guy Five, which you know are coming, man, I, I do want to ask you one more question. You know, now that now that we've come through your journey and we've we've gotten a good picture of where you're at now, uh, Eddie, Eddie, Teddy, <laughs> I want I want to give you a chance because what I think is really important. Because I, when I started this show, like I said, it's it's for guys that are just starting their journeys, that are in the middle of their journeys, that have completed their journey, you know, that that are at all stages and all places. And you know, you're you're just a few months in, but I know there's there's other people sitting out there listening, men and women, who are Teddy four months ago, five months ago, a year ago. What is your biggest advice to them? to help them start making change? So I have two main things that would definitely help. Number one is stop fearing. You know, stop the fear of you're going to hurt. Yes, you're going to hurt. Stop fearing that it's going to be painful. Yes, it's going to be painful. Stop fearing that it's going to take, take time. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to take time and you got to have patience. The second thing is, and I always like to end most of my videos, if not all, embracing the suck. You know, that really stuck with me since military school because I take it in gladly, whether it's pain, whether it's mental battles, whether it's challenges, I embrace it all and I love the hell out of it. I love it, man. I think that's great advice. So, Teddy, are you ready for the Fat Guy 5? I've heard about the Fat Guy 5. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay, here we go, man. Let, let's get into it. All right. Question number one, Teddy. Living or dead, tell us who is your favorite fat guy? Uh, my favorite fat guy, honestly, would have to be Poro92. Every time someone picks him, a little part of me dies. <laughs> Nothing against you, Gormy. I'm not gonna lie, brother. Nothing against you. Oh no, you. I don't want. I don't want anyone to pick me. I just don't want people to pick him. His uh, ego. Oh, Teddy, you don't know what I'm gonna hear in my DMs. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get videos of him 
listening to this part of, of this episode in his work van, just smiling oh, no. and driving. So know that you you are stoking his fire, man. You're stoking his fire. And um, I I will probably never forgive you for it. He's probably gonna celebrate with, right with some Oreos, brother. Uh he might. Or or he might he might send you uh he, he might ven Venmo you a quick ten. We never know. <laughs> you never know. I, uh, oh, he's uh, I can't even. We're gonna move on to question number two. Teddy, how about that? All right, let's go. Question let's go on to question number two, man. Question number two. Teddy, tell us what is one lesson that being a fat guy has taught you? One lesson being a fat guy. Always move around. Don't stop. Because the day you stop moving is the day you stop living. Simple and to the point, man. I like it. Question number three. I talked a little bit about time travel earlier, but here goes question number three. If you could travel back in time, Teddy, and give your past self a piece of advice, what would it be? Uh, it would probably be back in 08 after graduating military school. Go straight into military and sign the sign the papers. Mm. See, and there's, there's a whole alternate universe for us to explore right there. You've created another timeline. Hey, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't destroy, you know, the universe in the end. But I, I think that, that, you know, that could have been, that's some good advice for people to, you know, take those opportunities. Question number four, Teddy, tell us something about yourself that you love. Um, something about myself that I love. I would have to say my personality. I love smiling. There you go. And Teddy, last question of the day for you, man. Yeah. What is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? That is not health, fitness related. Uh, have kids. Honestly, if, if it would have to be anything, it would be have kids. It, that's my main goal with my wife. There we go. Putting it out into the universe, man. Making it happen. Now, we don't need the details of how you're going to make it happen. That's a whole other podcast. Well, since you said something, Gourmet. Oh, goodness. There <laughs> we go. And to be honest with you, uh, Boro might want to subscribe to that one. So uh, Gourmet. You, let, you, let him know when you, you let him know when you make that happen. It'll be like National Geographic, man. There we go, man. There we go. <laughs> So, Teddy, I am just really excited that we finally got a chance to talk. And, and I know it's it's not easy to tell your story. So I, I appreciate you taking us inside everything that you, you've been through and, and what you're continuing to do every day. I, I'm just really proud of you, man. And I'm excited to see what comes for you. Yeah, same. Man. You know, I just once again, thank you for having me on. And I'm not going to lie. You know, I watched a couple episodes of the Fat Guy Forum. And, oh, man, just some of the questions and some of the answers that some of the people that you know follow the journey who who talk with you it's it's crazy man you know just to see where they're at and where you're at also one thing i forgot to tell you congratulations again on you know your year with the fat guy forum oh thank you thank you i appreciate that it just i mean we we never expected to be this far you know we never expected to get where we're at now and just the support of everybody who's just been following you, following me, following everybody. I mean, what more do you want? What more do you need in life to know that you're inspiring others? Seriously. I mean, I don't think there's any other better way to put it, man. I think, I think you're definitely right. And I have no doubts that people are going to be inspired by hearing your story and are going to go track you down. So don't forget all of, of, of Teddy's information will be in the show notes for this episode. And if y'all feel like you want to connect with me, you can also find me on Instagram at gourmet underscore goes underscore keto on Twitter at gourmet goes keto. You can email the show at the fat guy forum at gmail.com. You can find out about my coaching and the opportunities that are there for you at the slash coach dash Mike. And Hey people, I'm sure you're inspired already. So go out there, do something to amaze yourself today because you're pretty darn amazing too. And then come on back to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum.